The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fans. Uh, we're trying to raise uh, donations for Drunk History Season 2, Saints Drunk History Season 2. We're at 26 donations. Uh, we get to 100, you get Season 2. We got 12 topics planned out, plus you get three bonus shows. It's fantastic. Click the Donate button now and do it. Give yourself a New Year's present you'll enjoy. Um, so, the Saints... Uh, beat Atlanta, clinched a playoff spot. It was magnificent. I flew in day of the game, flew out after the game. It was totally worth it. It was probably the best atmosphere I've seen at a Saints home game since the 2009 championship. That crowd was raucous. People were drunk going into the game. People were looking for tickets. Uh, Dave, do you dispute anything I just said? I thought I thought the atmosphere in the Dome was amazing. Uh I thought it was good. I mean, I don't know if I would compare it to 2009. Is there anything, uh, is there anything since 2009 that you can say that, that was better than yesterday? No, maybe not. Um, and, you know, maybe my, you know, 2009 was so long ago and I've, <laughs> we've, we've glorified it, you know, so maybe it wasn't really as great as it, as it seems now. But um, I honestly specifically remember sitting there at the game during like a third down or something and kind of thinking like, I think I've heard it louder. I think, I think it's been louder. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's loud. It's definitely loud, but I think I've heard it louder. So I don't think that it was like the loudest ever, but, um, no, but, I mean, every, but I mean, everybody, everybody showed up and, um, it certainly was definitely loud enough and, and it no, certainly loud, affected, loud. affected a few plays. I'm going to disagree with Dave a little bit in that. I mean, I, I've had the good fortune that, uh, see some of the louder games, you know, being a season ticket holder in the '90s for the Dome Patrol, and and uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to be there in 2000 when they won their first playoff game and the Gleason game, and I was there for the NFC Championship against the Vikings. So, you know, the, there's a lot of those I just mentioned that I would kind of put at the top of the list, and I I don't know that this game ever got as loud as the Gleason game or maybe the NFC Championship game. But what impressed me about this game, it was maybe not peak volume as much as just how relentless it was. Like first down, second down, third down, it didn't matter. Like the crowd was engaged the whole game. And I mean, 
in the Jets game, Dave, I mean, I think, you know, just the juxtaposition of having been there the week before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was night and day. And, and yeah. th- this felt like a playoff game. You know, the did. fans just like knew the importance and the enormity of the game. And they were not going to let one snap be wasted on you know, energy being put out there. One thing that killed me during the game is the, the section that I sit in, like a lot of sections, it's the same people and they've been there for 15, 20, some of us have been there for 15, 20 even longer years and they have a guy who's really loud and he makes he's loud but he makes jokes and in the middle of the second quarter he said motherfuckers you need to get loud because the offense ain't doing shit it's 1991 all over again the defense is gonna have to win the goddamn game and i just like i busted out laughing because it was six nothing and it kind of felt like that at that moment um where you're like the defense is gonna have to win this game and we're gonna have to be loud all game long, and but then like three minutes later they hit Ted Ginn on the bomb and you kind of relaxed. Um, but I, I want to say Andrew, as far as like before we get to the to the buttception, I want to say <laughs> I feel like the buttception. I feel like it blacked out everything in that game, which they had so many amazing things that happened in the game. We got the full Ted Ginn experience. You got the 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 bomb catch. <laughs> And the dropped interception, the drop pass that led to a it. Roller... Yeah, it's like that's like the full Ted Ginn, though, roller right? coaster of emotion. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the full Ted Ginn. Then you had you sacked Matt Ryan. You got, five. you got the full Ted Ginn on consecutive drives. Yeah, <laughs> you did. I didn't think of it. I forgot about that. It was. It was. Um, and but, when it happens, you know, when you're you're at the game, and you know, he gives it up, and you're just like, "Yep, that's about right." I mean, <laughs> you know, we got the touchdown. Uh, everything's even now. The the world is back in uh, in flux, and uh, we'll just go on our merry way now. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but even more amazing than getting the full Ted Ginn is Andrew. They sacked Matt Ryan five times. When was the last time Matt Ryan got sacked five times in a game? The dude's been sacked 18 times the whole year, six of them by the Saints for the two games. I mean, they were beating the crap out of Matt Ryan. Like, if you'd have told me of everything that happened in the game, if you'd have said they sacked Matt Ryan five times, I'd have been like, there's no way. There's just no way. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I really don't. I mean, um, and the Saints, they signed a dude two weeks ago, George Johnson. He's got two and a half sacks. Paul Kruger, who the Saints paid $3 million to in 2016, didn't have two sacks the entire year. I mean, it's like it's like a, I said on Twitter, it's a fucking unicorn. Like, if you told me that the Saints were going to pull a dude off the street and he was going to have two and a half sacks in two games in December, I just said, you are fucking crazy. I will bet you whatever you want me that that will not happen. And it. Yeah, George Johnson getting a sack and a half on Matt Ryan was like picking up uh, Mike McKenzie and him intercepting Tom Brady. <laughs> I think it's more. It I really think it's, was. I think it's more insane than that because the interception can be like a fluky thing where it can be like a tip or, I mean, a sack you got to kind of earn it, right? I mean, I don't know. No, you could go unblocked. You know. Yeah, well, that's on true. The play. If, <laughs> if Kruger had one sack last year, flukes can happen. Um. <laughs> Dave, if there's one thing that even tops George Johnson being a unicorn, it's Manti Teo looking like Manti Teo that was a Heisman finalist getting catfished in college. Like, <laughs> yeah, he looked awesome. He was he was fucking unbelievable. Like he's better than he's better than Klein. I mean, he was making plays out there. He was making some big hits. Seriously, does Klein get his job back? Uh, I'm Manti- not even sure if I'm kidding or not. 
Well, he's on. Well, you mean uh, that would have to be after this season, obviously, because Klein is not coming back this season. So if we're talking about next season, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I think you just you let him battle it out. You let him battle it out. But yeah, I mean, Teo looked Teo looked awesome. I mean, there really hasn't been uh, there hasn't been a drop off in play with Klein out, and there may even be an improvement. You know, I just a- Andrew, I just thought of something that was even more crazier than all the things we just mentioned. And that's not the. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. That's Kikaha making a critical fourth down tackle. (laughs) (laughs) And and he defended a pass. And he defended a pass. It's, it's, It's fucking heaven. 2017 is heaven. I mean, and then you got to mention the fumble, the Devonta Freeman fumble yeah. on the one yard line. Yeah, that too. And he had two personal fouls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were just, there, there really were. There were a lot of things that just went right for the Saints uh, in this game. And it was kind of like the opposite of the uh, Thursday night game. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, also, the, that's another great thing is, is the Falcons fans bitching about how the refereeing was lopsided. Yeah, you know how I got the Falcon fans out of my mentions when I was sitting at the airport waiting to fly back? They would come at me with the referee stuff, and I would say yes, and that made it better that you your <laughs> that your team played like shit and the referees helped the Saints. Like that made it more enjoyable. Like I I, don't, I won't apologize for it. It makes it taste better, and they would just leave my mentions when I would say that. But um, the the. The the butt interception. I don't even like. I don't even like. What, what's there to say? Like it's that shit was just crazy. I don't like. Is it the weirdest? I've, heard, it, I've seen like eight million terms for it. Are we settled on butt pick or no buttception? Buttception. I saw somebody. Kevin said something about the the the, um, the immaculate assception. I kind of like that too. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> but I mean, it's a cra- it's a top five craziest all time Saints play, right? Did you guys see uh, on the in the Times pick you in the uh, headline was bu- buns, uh, was buns, buns of steel s t a l s t a l that should win a Pulitzer. <laughs> Their Katrina coverage might have won a Pulitzer, but that that deserves a Pulitzer. I don't care what anybody says. Um, 
but 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 to to the point of the defense, like Dave, they were fucking awesome. And I know Atlanta, yeah, like were. Atlanta, was a mess. But they were Atlanta was at one point I think was zero of eleven on third downs. Now, granted, they had like three third downs in the first quarter that were like third and forty, third and twenty five. <laughs> but that's not my problem. That they, I, shit I was all so convinced they were converting that. By the way, <laughs> yeah, dude. If 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 that had been the twenty fifteen Saints, Brandon Brown would have had a five yard holding penalty <laughs> for, for illegal contact, and they'd have picked. Oh, up the no first doubt, no, no doubt. Um. But, I mean, do you put it Atlanta, I mean, yeah, they played the crappy, but they're number one in third down conversions. Does this, does this, Dave, give you, speaking of the defense, does it give you confidence that, like, when they go in the playoffs, it doesn't matter if they play Carolina, it doesn't matter if they play on the road. Like, this defense is going to hold it together and be pretty good. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I was just watching Inside the NFL. They were talking about how every team wants to be that fourth seed so they can potentially go up against uh, Philly. Oh, yeah, Philly the Eagles. Philly looked <laughs> like a trash heap last night. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's definitely a drop off now that they don't have uh, Carson Wentz, and you know, it's a lot easier to go to a visiting stadium when you have a good defense. It's a lot easier to to come up with a win uh, in the playoffs, and yeah, I mean, the state defense looked awesome. I think, again, a lot of it has to do with Lattimore and Crawley being healthy. A lot of those sacks that the Saints were able to get were coverage sacks. I mean, Matt Ryan was just holding on to the ball for a very long time, looking for receivers and not finding them, and uh, you know, giving the defensive line time to get to them. So, and, um, again, a, a lot of this has to do with that secondary and, and them being healthy. So, And obviously, Manti Teo playing out of his mind uh, on Sunday, too. Yeah, I'm going to tell, tell you guys right now, uh, you know, obviously, first and foremost, the Saints need to beat the Bucks, and that's not a given. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later on this show. Um, but they've got to do that first and foremost. But I read today that the Rams are likely to sit their starters um, because they don't see much value in being the third seed versus the fourth seed, hmm. and they they want their players healthy for the playoff game. Um, and I and like you guys just said, I think part of that is they don't mind being the fourth seed because if they win and the three seed wins, then they're going to Philly and they like their chances against Philly, you know, with, with Nick Foles. But I, I think that's potentially huge for the saints because if the saints can win this game and get the three seed, if the Rams basically just let the Niners win and, and sit a bunch of guys, I think Philly could easily lose. And if they do, and the saints are the three seed and they, they have to go to Minnesota and that obviously that's not a given. That'll be a very tough game, but there is a path here to the Saints if they're the three seed hosting the NFC Championship game. And and I, I don't give a shit who the Saints would play in the NFC Championship game at home. They win it in the NFC. Like I'm telling you, I I think mm-hmm. they I think they'll win. And granted, you to me, the Saints' hardest hurdle in the NFC we can get to is Minnesota. Minnesota right now is the best team in the NFC from top to bottom because they their offense is good. They have their quarterback and all that. We'll get to that. We'll get to who should win in a, in, a, in a bit. Um, you know, at, at, the thing is with the Saints, uh, offense, Andrew is like, people keep asking me, like, I didn't tweet too much during the game, but like after the game, I'm sitting there waiting for my people are like, what can we do for third down? What can we do? I'm like, there's not a fucking thing you can do. It's week 17. The Saints offense is what it is. They're going to run the ball. They try to avoid third down. 
and they'll hit a couple plays. They're going to have a couple drives that bog down, and it's going to get them between 20 and 30 points, and that's just what it fucking is. Like you're, you're yep. not like there's no like there's no miracle cure like you're not gonna be like we're, we are we activated Austin Carr and he caught 20 passes in the playoffs it was amazing like I mean well well I mean they did sign George Johnson I guess fucking anything's possible but <laughs> but I mean like I just like the the Saints offense like and and you texted you texted me something where like. Uh, during the game, like Sean Payton, he looks like he's not conf- like explain it. Like you think, like on third down, like they seem like not very confident now, which is weird for them. Well, I, you know, there was uh, the fumbled uh, snap, you know, where they try to do an inside draw to Ingram. Yeah, the, and there, there was a couple times during the game that they called that where they were basically trying to catch the Falcons off guard with running plays, and to me, that that was just Sean Payton basically saying, I don't trust my protection uh, to, I don't, I don't think we can block these guys up front. I don't trust my receivers to get open. I'm so find a card trick it. Yeah. 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 And uh, to me that, that, that would kind of spoke emphatically that I don't feel good about playing these guys straight up on third down. Ugh. And um, you know, again, that, that's the reality I think of where the saints are, you know, and it, it, I don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing. I, there's, there's, what are they? Averaging points per game. They're averaging twenty. I mean, they're in the top ten, right? They're top five of points scored. They're top five in points per game, right? Yeah. So you know, the third downs are a bummer, but I think we just have to realize that look, they're not going to put up thirty-five points anymore. Mm-hmm. They average twenty-eight point three. So on any given game, and you know, as they get into the playoffs, and if they have to go into cold weather, or if they have to play a tougher defense. They're not going to put up 28. It's probably closer to 20, 24 points, but that might be enough for this team to win a game. And the bottom line is they've gone 11 and four with, with this offense, which is currently ranked second in the NFL. Four, so, 28.3. Only yeah, New they're England fourth fil- in points. They're second in yards, right? Yeah. They're second yeah. overall in yards. So, you know, they're not good on third down. Uh, there's no denying that, but I think this offense still does a lot of things well. And, You'll take it. Dave, are you okay with Kamara? I mean, he, they were sneaking him in on kickoff returns against Atlanta. And I don't think they'll do it against Tampa necessarily, but are we cool with this in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I noticed that. And uh, I'm obviously I'm happy to see that. I think he can maybe provide a little, a little spark that the kick return game has needed. Um, yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean... Uh, you know, Reggie Bush wasn't as important to the offense, I guess, as Kamara was. But, I mean, we let Reggie Bush do it. and uh, Yeah, I, I think, I think when you, especially when you're talking about the playoffs, I mean, obviously field position is huge. But, I mean, you know, getting that, getting that boost by, by a big return or, or a touchdown off of a return, um, you know, that can change a game or bust a game wide open. And they're just not getting that from anybody uh, on this roster. I mean, it, they, Andrew, doesn't it kind of fall in the, the Drew Brees quarterback sneak department where, like, the Saints – Drew Brees is awesome at the quarterback sneak for, like, when, when it's fourth and short or at the goal line for a touchdown. Like, he's phenomenal at it. But they don't do it all the time because they don't want Drew Brees getting hurt. Like, but it's playoff time, so everything goes. So Absolutely. Yeah, um, not even a question for me. But do, but do you think Kamara is going to get like more 
do you think he gets bumped up in touches from like 16 to like 20, 22 for playoff games? And even maybe if the Tampa game's close, you know? Uh, I think it still depends on the matchup. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I do think if the Saints got down and they were passing more, I mean, he would maybe be the back almost exclusively, you know? Um, but, uh, no, I, I still think Ingram's a big part of the game plan. I mean, maybe. Kamara gets an uptick, but I think so much of it just depends on A, the matchup, and B, um, you know, if a team has a scary pass rush, um, I, I would think the Saints would still really want to commit to Ingram in the run game to make sure they don't expose themselves to third and long. Like the Rams, you know, I don't really feel like that's a team they necessarily would want to play Kamara more against. Dave, if, let's uh, let's – uh, for the purposes before we pick the game, let's assume the Saints get to twelve and four. Where would you rank this year on the oh, that's Sean a good Payton, question. on the on the Sean Payton scale of best team, but also most enjoyable? Like where where, where do you rank this team of of all the Sean Payton teams? Mm. Best team, I'd maybe have to put it third, maybe behind 2009 and 2011. Uh, in Those front are of both 13 and three. And correct, yeah. Um, but just, I mean, you know, 2011, the offense was ridiculous and the defense wasn't that bad. And obviously they came very close to making it to the championship game. So, but anyway, um, and then. And as far as what was the second, like just how much fun it is, yeah. just how enjoyable it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Obviously, 2009 tops everything because you won the Super Bowl. I mean, and unless that happens this season, then, that, then it, you can't compare to that. See, uh, I think- so I think it's a question. I mean, I know a lot of people like 2013 and the Popeyes and Gatorade and, uh, and all that stuff. Um, See, I, 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 2013 was like wasn't that that amazing. 2011, I thought you know with that offense and putting up the ridiculous numbers, that was a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, I I'm in the minority opinion in that the 2010 team, the regular season was fucking phenomenal. That team was like an eight and eight team that just won on we're the champions. Sw- swagger and they were like six and two in close games and they pulled games out the ass repeatedly dallas on thanksgiving <laughs> dallas on thanksgiving cincinnati tampa the 49ers on Monday. like they pulled games out the ass all year long and it was fun and people hate 2010 because the ending just sucked but the regular season was fun as shit but this season i mean if i had to rate them as far as fun i would rank 2009 2006, 2010, 2011. Oh, I forgot about 2006. You know, um, 2006 was fun just because it was just so unexpected. Um, but I mean, like, besides the Gleason, yeah, game, I would, I would put 2006 almost ahead of 2009 in some ways. I mean, 2009 is definitely the best, but I would say 2006 was real close for me. I mean, talking well, just regular season. Well, they did. What besides the Gleason game? Like, what? Well, they had the the, yeah, the Dallas that, that game alone, dude. Yeah, Are you kidding me? They were two and zero. First of all, they had two games on the road, which we all were like, okay, they'll come to the Domo in two. You know, maybe I remember us talking about this, or maybe we weren't. We weren't doing this podcast yet, but in two thousand six, I just remember saying, 
God, please just let them split the first two games and come to the, to the Dome 1-1. One and one. So for them to come 2-0 and oh was already a miracle. And then to blast the Falcons, yeah. I mean, th- then we just knew that they were onto something special. And I, I don't know, I loved that season. And they came back against – Green Bay was up, I think, two touchdowns on them. And they came yeah. back and, and beat them. So 2006 yeah. was a lot – 2006, now that I'm thinking of it, was a lot of fun. Because, um, and you got to remember, they were 10-6, and six, but at 10-5 – and five, they were clinched. They, they clinched a bye. <laughs> so there was there was real hope. I mean, you know, as as average of a season, you know, are pretty ten yeah, and six because, is good, but it's not like you know contender good. But we at, at that well, point that, ten and five, they were a contender. Well, the number one seed was the Bears, and they were quarterbacked by Rex Grossman. So you right. were like, you were like, well, fuck, we can we got a them. shot. Um, but uh, but but this year, Dave, I mean, this has been. I think they've had some. They've had a lot of fun games, but just the the despair at zero and two makes this season really special. I f- I feel like. Yeah, that and uh, you know, like the Washington game that was pretty awesome. Um, oh yeah, what other game? Detroit. Was... Detroit was bonk. It was it wasn't the comeback of Washington, but Detroit was fucking bonkers, man. Buffalo, just yeah. I mean. Uh, so, Andrew, before we get to, like, who we want to win and all this, I want a word about uh, Atlanta because I feel like, man, I look at Jimmy Garoppolo playing for San Francisco, and he's really fucking good. And I look at Matt Ryan there without Shanahan, and he's, like, back to being mediocre and not that good and I'm really excited that he's never going to be what he was last year without Shanahan and I think that's phenomenal is am I am I too excited that, uh. <laughs> I mean because because I think it's looking at it now man Shanahan was a lot of what made him good maybe so man um I don't know man the, the I thing with Ryan I, I'm I'm kind of a Matt Ryan arm truther I, I think he's hurt he he but I was watching the, the Sunday in the Dome, and he there was a lot of times where, like, if he would have just, like, waited, like, one more half second, like, Julio – they had one play where Julio went up the seam, and the Saints had a linebacker on him, and, if, and Matt Ryan could have waited, but he just didn't. And, I mean, I, I just feel like he's – I don't know if it's scheme or whatever, but he's he's not he's not the same guy. And, like, I don't – you know, like, the regression is a lot. Like, it's not like Drew Brees – because, you know, remember, Drew Brees was awesome in 2011, but in 2012, the Saints took a step back and they didn't win 13 games. But the, the it was because the defense sucked. The off, that, that offense still scored a shit ton of points, not as much as 2011, but it was still – But is he really that different this year from standard Matt Ryan? I don't – I mean, he, he's basically played like he's always played Yeah. this year. I really feel like – last year was the anomaly yeah but i mean like they're like that's what i'm saying like that was the anomaly and it's he's not gonna he's not gonna land in a spot between like his best season and what he was before he's gone all the way back to what he was before he hasn't fallen in the middle somewhere right like his regression is like he's he's back to 20 2015 matt ryan so right um, right right so dave we didn't we didn't didn't talk about the the trolling of the falcons in the the, the dome the scoreboard thing—that that was my yeah. next thing. That 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 uh that comparison and the video. And the six ten stompers did it too. The twenty-eight three. The twenty the six ten stompers did it, but the video was just it was, it was a chef kiss to the to the Saints <laughs> people. Like they they went there 
completely. They had 28-3. They had wheat. Atlanta has Olympic rings. This New Orleans has Super Bowl rings. Like, it was glorious. And Tampa... Well, you know they've been doing that every week, right? The us versus yeah, them. Yeah, the us yeah. versus them. But this was like... This is like the, the... This is like... The other ones were good. This was like Oscar winning. Yes. I mean... Well, like, I mean, this is this is it's just it's just now starting to come to light because this is obviously the first this is the first time the Falcons have been in the Superdome since they've lost the Super Bowl. So this is our first chance to to really stick it to them. And um, it's really for me, it was like the realization like this 28 to three thing. I mean, this is going to fucking haunt them for the next 25 years. Uh, they're never going to get over this. They are never going to get over it. It's cause it's just going to. This, it's just great. It's just it's the like, gift that keeps on giving. It really, like, it really like is. The, it was the, a merry it's, Christmas. The, it's the baseball equivalent of the ball through Bill Buckner's legs. Like Boston, yeah, Boston yes. didn't get Boston. You don't get over that shit until you win a championship. Like there's no and there's there's no getting around it. But Andrew, like as far as Atlanta, like I feel that they they might beat Carolina and beat ten and six, but I feel like they're way way different from last year like they're not nearly as good even though they might only win one less game in the regular season like that team it's it's complete it feels completely different yeah no i'm with you i I don't know nothing really seems that different to me either i mean it's hard for me to believe that kyle kyle shanahan is really the one (laughs) major difference and that's enough to kind of nuke the whole thing (laughs) um but maybe that's it i mean yeah, I don't know that – I expected their defense to get a little better, to be honest with you, you know, because they're pretty young on defense and they got a, lot, a bunch of talented guys. Um, but, you know, Vic Beasley had that injury early in the season. And I know he's come back from it, but I don't know that he's 100%. And without him kind of being, you know, ridiculous from a, from a sack perspective, they just don't look as good. Well – Dave, that Ted Ginn pass at the end of the half, that was some Rob Ryan shit right there. Like, I mean, look, it was cool and it touched him. But if that had happened to the Saints at the end of the half, like, we'd want people we'd want people fired. Would we not? Yeah, that was unacceptable. Uh, Dave, are you still with us? Yeah, no, I'm, right. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, fortunately for us, our <laughs> our team is uh, is the better coach team. I listened to Peyton uh, post game on the drive to church after the game, and uh, is Bobby Aber always that inebriate? Is always that he's uh, he, he's, he the, was, he's the he's the worst. I can't he, do it. He, he he just he never gets anybody's names correct, and I mean he, I just he seems very unprofessional. I mean, I know is, he's supposed to be like the, Deke's the not guy that you want. To, matters either. No, he's he's you know the two of them. I, are two, I could argue two case, this, Cajun yucks. The, I could argue this podcast is more professional than their post game show. And <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> even think that's an argument. That's and, the and, fact. and granted, I we dr- I drink during the post this show. I drink during drunk history, but I feel like even at our drunkest, Andrew, we still kept it on better pace and target than them during the post game show i mean it's not just that man i'm listening to it on the drive home with my son and we were going to church too and in, in metairie so we're driving back to metairie and every third word from bobby Bear is bitch and ass they're bitching about the roughs and and ass and freaking and and i mean he's really towing the line <laughs> forget that it's unlistenable it's <laughs> kind of like borderline inappropriate <laughs> 
I cannot believe they get away with that on the air. Just, I, I can't believe it. I miss Buddy Deke. At one, at one point, Deke went on this rant about how it's not Happy Holidays, it's Merry Christmas, and it's part, <laughs> of, part of the New Orleans culture, and if you don't That's like important. it, too bad, so sad, and, yeah. and get the hell out. <laughs> it was something like that. And then, and then Bobby just starts going into this drunken tirade about, man, we're celebrating the birth. I can't do his voice, but he's, you know, we're <laughs> celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And, and just, he starts going into this whole religious rant and I'm sitting here listening to it. And, you know, I mean, I'm Catholic and so I, it's not that I disagree, but I'm just in my head, I'm thinking, I've, I guess I've been in Virginia for so long. Like if you said something like that in DC on air, you wouldn't even finish your segment. They would fire <laughs> you before the end of the radio show. I mean, but I guess it's it's it's, it's that's how it is every week. Because because people that I was talking to, they're like, no, 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 that's normal. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, target audience, man. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it, it, anyway, it's, it's fun for like 20 minutes, but after that, you're like, right. Uh, after you, after you want, to, though, after man. you want to listen to like some after when when you're ready to listen to some serious. Well, not you know, se- legitimate not s- talk about the Saints. Well, not serious, legitimate talk. But if if you're if, you've either got to be you've either got to be serious and legitimate, <coughs> or, or or funny and entertaining. That's my thing. So, so anyway, and they are neither. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I was so I was listening to Coach Payton's post game press conference, um, and he had mentioned he got asked about that play, and he had mentioned that they they saw something when they lined up. Uh, they saw something with Atlanta's defense that they had been studying. Uh, all week, and they were prepared to take advantage of it, and they did take advantage of it. They, I don't know whether Drew audibled uh, into it or what, but um, uh, so, you know, again, I think that's a situation of, uh, hey, our coach is better than your coach. You know what's funny is I've been wanting Willie Sneed to do well so badly. Well, you, you can that. give that dream up. Yeah, the yeah, guy in front of me, the guy in front of me, he's, <laughs> he's like, oh, this is going to be Willie Sneed's catch, and it never is Willie Sneed's yeah. catch. But on that play, on that throw to Willie Sneed, first of all, yeah, I got, I'm going to respond to that in a second too because the fans are really pissing me off in this game. I swear to God, like everyone thinks they're an offensive coordinator. When, when the offense wasn't working, they're like, just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Like everyone was complaining about how we weren't running enough. And then Ingram would get stuffed for two yards and they'd be like, throw to Sneed. <laughs> it was just absurd. Like they wanted to run, they wanted to throw. Like, and then they would try it, and it wouldn't work. And then they, you know. So anyway, but um, on that throat again, I just remember I had the perfect sight line because you know the, the they're coming to me, and I'm seeing the play unfold um, from the midsection of the dome, and Willie Sneed comes wide open. On, I mean, he is so wide open, and. I kind of had my eyes focused on him. So as Breeze goes back to pass and I see him throw it, not to Sneed, like throw it further downfield. At first in my head, I'm like, oh my God, no, what are you doing? Sneed is so wide open. How could you miss that? And then I see Ted Ginn blazing past Trufant, wide open with no high safety. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, okay. I'll, I'll let that go. But it, it was too bad for Sneed because that was like the one play in that game. Where he would have easily had a thirty, you know, twenty-five, thirty-yard gain, wide yeah. open across the field. I have to say, I'm really close to buying a Brandon Coleman jersey. I know people don't like him, and he fumbled twice last week. That dude saved a touchdown on Drew Brees' pick. 
Like he hustled down and made that tackle, and then the Saints made the goal line stand. Yeah, you mean Ted Ginn's pick? Yeah, Ted Ted Ginn he, on the pick. Brandon Coleman. That's not Brandon. on Breeze. What's that? That's not on Breeze. Well, it's, it, on the stat sheet, it is unfortunately. On the, sta- on the stat sheet, it is unfortunately. But on the interception, like Brandon Coleman went and made the tackle, and I thought that was a great uh, hustle play. And I'm this close to buying a Brandon Coleman jersey. I might have to buy like the Chinese knockoff. I'm not going to pay like full price. But yeah, well, I'm, Drew Drew made a half-assed effort on that tackle. You know that's who would have made a, you that's know, fine. I, no, Drew Brees doesn't no, need to be tackling anybody. No. I don't want Drew Brees tackling me. You know, you're right. but, real... but you know, uh, you know who would have given a hundred percent on that tackle? Taysom Hill. <laughs> yes, he would have. <laughs> Are we going to see a Taysom Hill trick play this week? I feel like we might. If it's going to happen, it's going. Did they, did they bust out no. the taste? No, no, they're gonna save that for the playoffs. Oh my god, they wouldn't. They wouldn't dare run a fucking taste on hill trick play in a playoff Ooh, game. They wouldn't dare. They oh, wouldn't. Oh, I mean, oh, oh it's they? coming. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, how dare they? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it's one thing to run like ambush oh, or the fucking, gall of them. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I sound like the guy from Frosty <laughs> the Snowman. <laughs> oh my god! They're canceling oh, Christmas. Jeepers, my creepers! I couldn't. They would not even. Oh, I can't even think about them running no. that fight. <laughs> uh, so, the Saints are one win away <laughs> from uh, from winning in the division. Uh, before we get to that game, like, who are we rooting for this this weekend, Andrew? Who, I mean, who's... if the Rams want to shut it down, I- I'm all for it, man. I mean, I just want the three seed. I don't care who we play. I'm down with Seattle. I'm down with the Panthers. I'm down with the Falcons. Any of those three teams, bring them to the Dome. I'm good. Um, I will make the one comment that this has always been a huge pet peeve of mine. Um, the, the whole narrative of it's really hard to beat a team three times in a season. Well, first of all, it's really hard to play a team three times in a season because if you've already beaten them twice, that means they're 0-2, which means they need to at least go – Nine and four, or whatever, with their other games. Ten and uh, I did four, that. yeah. Ten and Ten. four, yeah, with their other games to make the playoffs. So that's why it's really hard. And matching up with a team in your own division is unlikely. So that's why it's hard to play a team three times. As for if it's hard to beat them at th- three times, my money is going to be on the team that's already won twice, not the team that's lost twice. So, if- especially if the team that's won twice is playing at home, all right? So don't tell me that – in fact, I remember one media guy going as far as saying, I almost feel like the, the, the team that got swept is favored if they play a third time. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Dave, what do, what yeah, do you – That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. No, so it's... I, I would love to play Carolina. D- Dave, who do you want? Um. You know, I, I don't really. I'm not really feeling strongly about any any of these te- teams. I'm with, yeah, quite honestly. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'm just. You know, obviously, I want the Saints to make sure they take care of their own business against Tampa. But, um, I, yeah. I tell you who I don't want. I don't want Atlanta because here's the here's the thing with Atlanta is they. I think the Saints are definitely better than them, but they played like garbage Sunday. They were penalties and a mess. And granted, they were a mess Thursday night, too, with three turnovers. But the thing is, 
and either one of you can jump in. Like, Julio Jones just scares the shit out of me. Like, I feel like he could go for 10 and 210 against the Saints, even though the secondary is awesome, and just, like, take over a fucking playoff game. Where even in Cam Newton, I don't feel like that with him, and I would love to fucking... Like, if you told me I had to pick one team, Seattle would be perfectly fine. Like, I think the Saints would beat Seattle really... I would feel more confident about the Saints playing Seattle now... Then I was in the minority when they went there and, and they in the Saint and Seattle was seven and nine. I was like, I don't care that ten point spread. This game's gonna be really close. You everyone's in crazy. Like I would feel the opposite of that. Like I want Seattle. I think that's a great matchup for the Saints. Russell Wilson doesn't scare you. He does, but their offensive line their offensive line is so shitty and the Saints secondary is so good. Like I feel like the Saints would I feel like the Saints would put in the same plan they have for Carolina. But Seattle can't run the ball like Carolina, so it would be even easier. And Seattle's defense is beat to shit. Like, their defense is, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I would – if the Rams are really going to cave on the – and sit their starters, I would love to to watch them lose and get the third seed. I mean, that would be a great scenario. Yeah. Because then – so in that scenario, it's more likely we would play Atlanta Atlanta. or Seattle, um, depending on how those games go. But – um, I I want to host the NFC Championship game. So 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 do you, I want the three seat. So so let's assume let's assume that the let let's let's play that out, Dave. The Saints win, the Rams sit and lose to San Francisco. Who are you rooting for, Atlanta, Carolina? Dave, are you rooting against Carolina or are you rooting against Atlanta? I think we want the Falcons out of the playoffs, right? <laughs> not not because they are a threat, but just because it it sucks more for their fan base. Yeah, I guess I'd out go of Carolina. spite. Yeah, I'd go Carolina. Yeah. Do you think? How do you, Andrew? How do it's you? Kind of, it's kind of win win though, because well, I, I guess Carolina's in the playoffs no matter what. So I was going to say if Cam Newton doesn't get in the playoffs, that would feel great too, but. So He's who, already in, so I, I would say I'm going to root for Carolina. What do you, th- Andrew? What do you, th- what do you think happens though, Andrew? Well, Carolina game? doesn't stand to gain anything from winning or losing, really. If we win, if the Saints win, then the game's kind of meaningless for the Panthers. But they play at the same time, so they wouldn't know. I know they don't know, but I'm just saying this game has a lot more stakes for the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, it has a lot of stakes for the Panthers if the Saints lose, but they're completely dependent on that game. Yeah, you know, like, so like, yeah. So I just I, I could I could see I think there's a real possibility that there's a scenario where Carolina looks up and is like, "Oh, the Saints are up 21 to 3 at the half and we're tied. Like we're just going to sit everybody in the second half." I don't think they do that. You don't think they would they do that. I don't think they do that. You don't think so? No. I mean, Sean Payton did it in 2010. The game's in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Man, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Panthers beat the pants off the Falcons. Like <laughs> I, I just I think the Falcons right now just are kind of at a bad place and I, I just think with the Panthers, like, for whatever reason, they look awful when they play the Saints and they beat everyone else. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like every week I count on them to lose and look bad after they play the Saints because I'm like, Yeah, Carolina's not that good. And they look good against everybody else. 
I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. All right. Um, Divisional opponents. Oh, last question before we get to Twitter questions: Are we buying? Are you buying Saints division championship merchandise if they win oh, yeah. Sunday? T-shirt and hat day this Sunday, baby. <laughs> T-shirt and hat day. I'm not big on like. They're always terrible. They're ugly. random. They're, the, 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 Nobody's the, the, ever designed the a good-looking one. The shirts. I didn't are even buy any hideous. Super Bowl like commemorative stuff. Really, I mean, I have like I one. I didn't I have buy a couple. Any sh- I have mugs, a uh, 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 snuggie, a, mu- a mugs, a snuggie, a clock, a gnome. But I do not have any t-shirts and hat because they're fucking horrible looking. The the, the NFC yeah. Championship hat was was really nice. These division hats and t-shirts are an abomination. Because I saw what team is clinched already. Um, Philadelphia a couple weeks ago. If they look like that, they're an a fucking abomination. So. Uh, Let's get to Twitter questions. Um, we talked a lot of people are asking about the the third scene, and we talked about that. Um, uh, where do you think the butt ra- the butt pick ranks in all time greatest Saints plays, Andrew? Well, it, it doesn't have shit on the meat around. No. But let's get that straight. Or the Jenks giving Day miracle. Or the 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 sequence in Jacksonville of the the. The, the return oh, yeah. and yeah. the missed extra point. I mean, that's top. You might not like it, but I that's like... Punt, punt block. block. I mean, I would even put the Michael Motti punt block ahead of it just because it happened against the Falcons again. Yeah. Um, it's definitely... Eh, top, it's top eh. 10. It's top 10. I mean, no, they, it's not, dude. Like, I, I wouldn't even put it ahead of Gilliam or like Tom Dempsey. Yeah. It, it's it, like top 20. Yeah, and then they have yeah, the but two. those plays. Those uh, well, I guess. Yeah, and then say, yeah, those the, plays good because they they were executed well and they were good players, or are they good just because they're seminal moments in the history of the team. Well, it's kind of both. It's a so, mix. Yeah. It's a mix too. You know, like I mean, like this, like the 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 butt. I think it's definitely top ten. I don't think it. I think there's a bunch of plays that we mentioned that top twenty. It, yeah, but they don't f- they'll fade over time. I think the butt pick's gonna be like it's a butt pick and it's on Christmas Eve and it was against Atlanta. Like I think it's gonna have a lot of miles on it. It's yeah, gonna, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, buttception. The buttception. The and immaculate assception. This is from This is from Noose. This is from a noose. Am I alone in thinking Matt Ryan looks like a giant pink hot dog dressed up as a football player? Is that because yeah. isn't there like a picture that go, of isn't there a photo yeah. of him on the internet wearing? There's yeah. probably like seven other dudes that feel that way. So you're, <laughs> you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a good. You question. are not alone. Here's a good question from John. Uh, what's more likely, a Taysom Hill receiving touchdown or Hill blocking a punt? Andrew, pick him, dude. <laughs> blocking a punt. Blocking, blocking. I, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna catch a touchdown pass in the playoffs. Get the hell out of here. They're gonna put him at tight end. They're gonna. They're gonna. I'm not even gonna say a touchdown. He's gonna catch a pass in the playoffs. Um. Let's see. He's already uh, lined up at receiver, dude. Sean Payton's in the fucking. He's the mad scientist. He's in the lab tinkering right now. 
You know, we haven't seen it. He's tinkering. You know, we got a little taste yeah. of it this week. Yeah. Just lining up a receiver, and he's just fucking set. It's a chess piece, man. He's setting it up. He's <laughs> letting gonna, guys look think... at the tape, and he's seeing Taysom Hill at receiver, and like, oh, they just put him out there, and he didn't do anything. We don't have to worry about that. And he's setting it up. You know, he might might give him a couple snaps against the Bucks. You know, and nothing goes on. He's just a decoy. You know, and they watch the tape. You know, they're, they're getting ready for the playoffs, and they, they see, you know, the little. The dink and dunks there, and you're going the play moving away from Taysom Hill, and they're like, ah, we don't have to worry about that guy. They don't actually use him. Just a decoy. And then, boom, playoffs come. They throw to him seven times. <laughs> he goes off and catches four passes for 70 yards against Minnesota in the second round of the fucking playoffs. Saints Twitter's going to lose their fucking mind. Fucking write this shit down. He's- record this, Ralph, right now. <laughs> All you listeners at home, record this right now. Taysom Hill is going to have at least five catches in the playoffs. Oh my God, that's fucking ridiculous. You could have just said one, and it still would have been (laughs) a a wild take. He's going to have five catches in the playoffs, and he's going to be a top ten drafted tight end in fantasy next year. I'm playing, man. I'm telling you, he's tinkering. He's in the the lab. He's got it ready. He's got it ready. He's going to break it out. He's going to break it out next. Mixing his potions. He's seeing what what he can conjure. Next Saturday, next Saturday night in a playoff game, Taysom Hill is going to be on the cover of ESPN.com. Um, so uh, let's get to this uh, Saints uh, Tampa game, Dave. Saints are a uh, seven and a half point favorite. Um, people on Twitter, a bunch of different people asked, "Do you think?" Tampa has packed it in for the year. So give me your prediction on this game. What do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think they have packed it in for the year. Um, you know, Tampa Bay has been disappointing the last two weeks. They couldn't, couldn't seal the deal two weeks ago against the Falcons. Couldn't seal the deal this past week against well, the they Panthers. Didn't really, they didn't pack it in, in those games. I mean, they were no. very competitive. Well, they, uh, but can yeah, they care? Can they care like three weeks in a no, row, and it's the no, last week of the year where they're like I mean, packed up and ready what, to that's go? That's what I'm saying. They've 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 gave it their all the last two weeks, and it was still wasn't good enough. So uh, they should just uh, give up. Just give up. Your whole season's a waste. Your team's a fraud. They're terrible. And they're firing your, their coach. Your quarterback is uh, your quarterback is just a weirdo. Um. Anyway. So yeah, I think you... the Saints are going to win. I mean, Saints Saints have a lot to play for, theoretically, um, and the Panthers. I mean, the Bucks have nothing to play for. The Bucks are the worst pass defense, thirty second in the NFL, and they and they have the lowest amount of sacks. Um, twenty. The Saints have forty fucking sacks for the season, by the way, which is. Bananas. That was our magic number, right? It was the magic. It was the magic number, and we think it was. I didn't think it was attainable, but quick note: the preseason pass rush was real. There you go. That's yeah. Right. Mm. Um. So I I think uh, seven's not generous enough. I don't even think it's going to be that close. I knew I knew George Johnson's huge preseason was going to pay off. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was going to translate. Yeah. What team? What team was he on during the preseason? No idea. <laughs> was he even on a team? Probably not. He was no. delivering beer. <laughs> He's uh, 30. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'll say, um, I'm going to say Saints 35 and Bucks uh, 17. 
and uh, player of the game. Uh, Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas, by the way, he had a really good game considering he was injured. He had three really big catches, and he didn't look totally healthy. Like He looked like a guy who was gritting it out. Is that is that fair to say? Yes. All right, so that's Dave's prediction. Andrew, what you got? Uh, I think the Saints will get off to an early lead. Um, you know, it'll be like twenty-one to three at halftime, like you said, and then you know it'll end up. You know, they'll kind of pack it in and they'll end up winning like 24 to 13 and it'll be a boring second half it'll be one of those things like kind of like the falcons game where like the bucks don't really do anything on offense but they get so many opportunities it just makes you nervous um and i will say the saints will get three interceptions and crawley will have two of them wow how many are going to be with their butt <laughs> Patrick asks, "Do you think Teo has catfished us all into thinking he's a serviceable linebacker?" <laughs> the tables have turned. It's. I mean, he's so good. I didn't even think of the catfish joke till I was leaving the stadium. That's how good he's been playing. Um, I, I'm gonna say I this. Never, I never stop thinking about it. <laughs> Man, this game, I, I think Tampa, like they like Dave said, they gave it their all the last two weeks, and they're like the U-Hauls are packed. And if the Saints can just jump out in front and get up 10 nothing or 14-3, like Tampa will just fucking quit. I'm going to say 35-10 to Saints, um, and your player of the game uh, will be um, – Kamara will have a really nice first half. They need to get they need to get Kamara his like seventy five yards so they can have two running backs with fifteen hundred total yards. Um, you, you know, if if your your prediction is correct, Ralph, that it's really thirty five to ten. What I think is going to happen is, you know, in the fourth quarter they'll start running Trey Edmonds like they did against the Bills. Oh, totally. And, and he'll end up having like eighty yards rushing and be the MVP. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think like uh, Kamara is going to have like two touchdowns and 85 yards in the first half. They're going to get, they're going to make, they're going to make sure Kamar gets the 15 because, because Sean Payton, the thing, the thing that I like about him is he goes for stats. He does go for stats because the thing is he knows that players like stats and it's in their contract for bonuses and it means a lot to them. So he doesn't pretend like he doesn't know about it and he tries to get them their numbers, you know? Um, so I think 35 to 10. And uh, I think I think the Saints are going to end up – I think it's going to end well, up – Well, Michael being, Thomas has 98 catches. So, so I don't think any Saints receivers ever had 100, have they? I want to say Cole. Did Jimmy, did Jimmy Graham ever have 100 catches? No. Let me talk um, – I want to say Colston was really close one year. Well, I mean, you know he's going to – I mean, it's only two catches, but you know they're going to force him the ball to get to 100. Colston had 98 in 2007. So, um, so Graham had 99 in 2011. Yeah, they're going to get hit. He's going to get his two – they'll get his two catches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, hard, that's hard to believe, man. I mean, think about that. The Saints have never had a 100-catch receiver. Yeah. 
It's kind of crazy to think that because Joe, because wow. Joe Horn put up monster numbers. Um, yeah. I also think the Saints are going to get the third seed, and we're going to have Saints Falcons Part Three, which I, it's cr- it's crazy fun because it's Atlanta and we hate them, but man, that really would that is a that is a mega stressed playoff game. More, I think it ramps up the stress for a playoff game like doubles it for me personally playing Atlanta because it won't erase 28 to three, but man, uh, it could really leave a bitter taste for a great season. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of extra pressure on the line. I mean, losing, losing to uh, Carolina to end the year would be brutal as well. Yeah. And well, and you know, but I, I think it's going to be, uh, that's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be Saints, Atlanta, and then Carolina. Do you think the Rams are going to lose? I think the I think the Rams are going to I think the Rams are going to lose, and I think they're going to fucking regret it because I think yeah. I think, think that will be heavily criticized. I think they need to because I think the difference if you're the Rams, the difference between playing Atlanta, Seattle, or you're four and you play Carolina, that's a big fucking difference. And I I don't I don't think I don't think. I don't think the Rams should look ahead to say we want Philly. Like you need to fucking win and be the three seed. And why wouldn't you want to be three and you can play Seattle, who you skull dragged in their own stadium, and you get them at home? Like, I, like and Rams are gonna gonna get cute and they're gonna fuck themselves and lose to Carolina at home the first week of playoffs. That's my prediction. So the Saints are going to be your three seed. You're going to have to deal with Saints Falcons round three. Uh, but it'll be be a fun week. So, uh, so you think the Falcons will beat the Panthers? Yes, I think the Falcons are going to win. I think it's Saints Falcons three. I just, I, just, I think that's how it's, I think that's how it sets up. You know, so prepare yourself, prepare yourself mentally for Saints Falcons part three. So I like it. Yeah. I think it's going to be Saints Panthers part three. Yeah, I'm with Dave. I think it's gonna be Saints Panthers. No, 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 no one. None of us think it's Saints Seattle, but I'd no. want Saints yeah. Seattle. I think. Um, I do think that. I do think Seattle will be in. I think uh, the Panthers are gonna beat the Falcons. Uh, but it, so you think the Rams will go ahead and beat San yeah, Francisco? Then I do. Okay, it's all a, it's all a ruse by the Rams. Did I think who- I think they'll wake up and and play <coughs> their guys. Wait, what did San Francisco do this past week? Did they win? Did they, they keep beat, winning? They dropped. Not 46. only did they win, they put up forty-four points on the best. So there's, so they're still playing lights out with Garoppolo now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like they, San Francisco's in total. They're in total. They're total end of the end of the season four or five win team that gives a shit and are pumped and think that they're going to win a bunch of games in a row and it'll build momentum for next year. And they're not really caring about draft position. They're just like. San Francisco's yeah, right. like, oh my God, we have a really good quarterback now. This is fun. Let's, yeah. let's go and win. Um, Those teams always go six and ten the next year. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the, the the Garoppolo hype in the off season is going to be insane. He's going to be on the cover of every fucking magazine. They're going to be the they're going to be the Tampa pick that like Tampa was this year. Tampa was the trendy pick this year, and they went crash and burn. So. Uh, that wraps it up for uh, this podcast. So remember to donate. We're 
close. We only need 74 more donations, and we'll have season No two one said my there. wife this week. No My one wife? No, my wife, and we didn't even have the cat meow from the show. Yeah. So was, that's what I had noticed. I noticed it was no one. It was a post-Christmas post, post letdown. <laughs> Ralph didn't have enough hot takes. I know, I didn't. So for, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Meow. <laughs>